Let's all stand up. We're all going to stand up. And I just want everybody to just close your eyes. Sometimes it's hard to, like, quiet yourself when you're just, like, sitting there. Okay, I just want you to close your eyes, and we're just, we're just going to pray, okay? And Jesus, we, we know you're, we hope you're here. <laughs> we thank you for your presence, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus, that we don't have just another thing to do on our schedule on a Wednesday. This doesn't fit in the same category as basketball practice or an after-school activity. This is our whole life. Jesus, you're our whole life. We thank you that you're here, that you're real. We love you and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Okay, how many of you have... um, does anybody have, like, a friend who just, like, watches, like, a ton of TV? Like, you, I think like everybody has that friend who just, like, constant is absolutely you, Ashlyn. You drive to work watching. No, I'm just playing. I'm like, <laughs> she's, like, trying to throw Mariah under the bus right now. Okay. You have the friend that, like, just watches a ton of TV. And, and then they always, like, suggest what TV shows you should watch, right? They're like, you have to watch this show, like, it's the best show ever. Like, you just have to watch it. And then you, like, start watching it, right? And you're like, this show's kind of garbage. Like, what do you mean this is the best? This show kind of sucks. And then you talk to him and you're like, I tried to watch it. Guys, this is us in Parks and Rec. I don't get it. I don't get it. I know, I know, I know, I know. It's, like, a big deal. I can't. And, and everybody's response is the same. They're like, you just have to get through the first couple seasons. I'm sorry. There's no, why would I want to waste my time to finally get to the good part of the TV show? Like, I'm not going to waste days and weeks and months just so it eventually gets good. No, that's, that's in my opinion, that's like a sucky sitcom. Like, I, I don't want to waste my time on that. And unfortunately, when, he, when, when we've talked about the Bible, when we've talked about the word of God, oftentimes it's presented in the same way. You're going to have to get through, like, the whole Old Testament. Like, the whole Old Testament is, like, a little funky, a little weird, lots of lists. And then, like, you'll get to, like, a good part. There's, like, a part about Jesus. Like, around the New Testament, he's, like, a baby. Like, we've presented the word of God like we would in the same breath as a sucky sitcom. Like, you're going to have to get through half of this book before it gets good. And what I want to talk about tonight is that that's not true. In fact, the Bible, right off rip, page one, line one, it's all leading to one thing. The entire Bible, in its entirety, cover to cover, Genesis to Revelation, it's all sharing one story. I think sometimes when we think about Jesus, because this whole book is talking about Jesus, oftentimes we can so easily put Jesus in just the box of a Savior, and he is. Or just a box as healer, and he is. This entire book is all revealing the nature of God. In Hebrews, I'm, I'm jump, jumping around right now, but in Hebrews uh, 1, it talks about that Jesus is the exact imprint 
of the nature of God. That he's an absolute replica of who God is. And this entire Bible, whether his name is mentioned or not, is the process of revealing God. And God revealed as Jesus. So tonight we're going to look, I'm like affectionately calling this, uh, what am I calling this? Meditation and the man. When I say meditation, you can pretty quickly get in your mind a certain picture. Anybody want to? Thank you. I didn't even have to ask for a demonstration, and I got one. So good. We think of like the, you know, like that whole thing. First of all, that's not Christianity. Let's be very clear. Um, Did you like the foot stomp? Did that feel like authoritative and like a symbol? Good for you. Okay. In that process, you are... um, Emptying yourself, right? That's right. I don't know because I don't do that. This meditation, you're filling yourself with something. Okay, we're on track. We're going to go to John 1. Everybody go to John 1. We'll be here for a minute tonight. John 1. This is in the New Testament. Beat that, boop that. My hands are a little shaky, which is interesting because I don't feel nervous. <laughs> oh, All right. We're reading John 1, verse 1. Okay? In the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. We're talking about the Word. He was in the beginning with God. And all things were made through him. And without him was nothing, was not anything, which is different than nothing, (laughs) was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men, the light that shines in darkness, and the darkness cannot overcome it. This first verse in John 1, in the beginning, this phrase obviously is a replication of a phrase that we have heard before in the Bible. Again, we're talking, you know, just visually. We're at this part of the Bible, right? But this actually referenced, I I almost found this picture that I've seen before, but how many times the Bible references itself is, is wild. Back in Genesis 1, the whole Bible, right, beginning sentence, in the beginning, we're, we're taking it all the way back to the beginning, and he's saying, in that place, in the foundation of the earth, as the earth was created, that the word was there. How, how could the words be there if the words have not been written yet? We're tracking? Okay. Psalms 33 says it like this. If we have that verse, we're going to be in the Bible a lot tonight. It feels like fitting since we're talking about the Bible. Psalms 33, 6 through 9 says, By the word of the Lord the heavens were made, and by the breath of his mouth all their hosts. He gathers the waters of the sea as a heap. He puts the uh, deeps in storehouses. Let all the earth fear the Lord. Let all the inhabitants of the world stand in awe of him. For he spoke and it came to be. 
he commanded and it stood still. Ephesians 1 talks about that Jesus, Jesus was the plan. From the foundation of the earth, the plan has always been the redemption of Jesus. When we actually think about that, again, I, ta- I talked about how sometimes we can put Jesus in a certain box. I can oftentimes in my own life say that I would be absolutely under the impression in the beginning, God created the earth, right? And then Adam and Eve, then Adam and Eve sin. And then God's like, oh, shoot. Dang it. I knew this was going to happen. Jesus, he, like that he was like the oops plan. Like, Oh, I was really hoping they won it, but then they're dead. Jesus was the plan from the beginning of time. Like him coming, him dying for us was the plan from the beginning of time. Okay, let's continue on. I promise this is all going to make sense at a, at a certain point. I'm promising because I'm really hoping that it will. <laughs> it's crazy because the same word that's used in John 1, that the word in the beginning was the word, and the word was God. <laughs> that same word is the same word that the word of the Lord was spoken and creation began. Jesus, in his divine nature, hid himself in creation. From the beginning of time that Jesus was hidden in creation. What I'm hoping that as we talk about Jesus as the word of God, guys, the reality is the amount of times I've started a Bible plan and not finished it is laughable. I literally, hundreds, like even now on my own Bible app right now, I have plans that I've started and completely stalled. Because it's not reading. It is, but it's studying a man. Everything you read in the Bible, it's not just words on a page. It's a person to be known. I don't want to read if I don't have to. I'm going to be really honest. I listen to audiobooks a ton. I, I, I'm not like a casual reader. And we'll just like break open shame. I think anytime we talk about the word of God and reading, The enemy likes to come with shame. And maybe in my own story, I remember at a very young age, I realized that I could not read well. I didn't didn't have context for it. I remember sitting, I can take you back to the spot. And every time I, I talk about the word of God, I can't help but to talk about this testimony because the enemy is such an idiot. I remember sitting on a couch. I was homeschooled for my first three grades. I remember sitting on my couch at my house and I was reading and I... I could not read. Like, I was young enough to know that, like, I should be able to read, and I couldn't. I, and I'd read the words over and over, and none of it would stick. And, and it, like, followed me. I remember I'm coming down the stairs in my grandparents' house, and I can hear my grandma. And if you're old like me, because I'm, I'm getting there. It's coming. You'd remember Hooked on Phonics, right? This is when, this is when ads were called commercials, Okay. And you couldn't skip them, even after five seconds. You had to watch the whole thing. There's this, like, infomercial about Hooked on Phonics that, like, teaches you how to read. Anyway, I heard my grandma say to my mom, like, maybe I could get her Hooked on Phonics for Christmas. (laughs) And I remember being like, my grandma knows I can't read. 
Anyway, I went through all of school. I had horrible grades. Like, Justin was over the other day, and I had, like, found report cards. I had horrible grades. Like, I just was, I was like, this is not it for me. I, this is just not it. My mom would, like, always hide my standardized testing. I'm like, why would she hide these from me? <laughs> Until my senior year, I found this box where it was, like, below average in all these categories. I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm actually dumb. Like, this whole time, I just thought I didn't apply myself. Anyway. I was, like, devastated. So, whatever, you know, I graduated high school, so I was fine at that point, I guess. I was going to be a pastor. I used to joke, like, I don't need to know math. I just need to count, like, I see your hand. I see your hand. I see your hand. Like, that's the only math I need to know. And, like, how to order as many pizzas as I need. That's the only, like, education I really need to go into this profession. You're welcome. Are you feeling called to youth ministry? I'm kidding. Um, but I... I I never, like, had a name for it. I wasn't actively seeking out a diagnosis why I, I couldn't read. I, I just, it was, it was what it was. I never read books. I didn't really care. Um, and uh, it, was, it was, like, around midnight. I'm, we had just moved here. I was at Lauren Hines' house. We were roomies for a hot second. Me, my husband, and my child were Lauren Hines' roomies. When we first moved here, it was quite the time. Um, and I was watching a youth conference because that's what youth pastors do in the middle of the night. You're like, we'll watch an old youth conference. That feels right. And uh, the guy who was leading it started talking about that he'd seen a lot of people with dyslexia healed. And as they were describing what they were being healed from, I'm like, <laughs> I think, <laughs> I think I have that. Anyway, it was like not an uber spiritual moment, but he was like, if that's you and you need healing in that area, like, I encourage you to just receive healing. And I, in the middle of my bed, you know, Cadence is asleep in her toddler bed. Sam's probably asleep next to me. I don't remember. I just put my hands out. And I was like, if, if that's what it is, then I'd like to be healed. Um, and I just felt, I felt kind of warm, but nothing like, like my eyes didn't like change or any, anything. But that summer I finished my first book. And I remember being like, I, that was Jesus. Every single time I, I, I have to read scripture, Anytime I have to read anything, I can look back at it and be like, that is a miracle. I, I could not have done that before. And I've finished more books in the last three years than I've read my entire life. Like, it's, it's awesome. Anyway, when we, when we talk about reading the Bible, man, I don't want to read another thing. But if you're telling me that I, I could actually see the nature of God, you're telling me I could actually fall in love with a man named Jesus that's not only, like, got cool stories, but, like, wants to be in my life, like, wants to guide my life. Guys, you know the word that Sam talked about last week, that the word is a, do you guys remember, a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path? That word, word, is the same word, in the beginning was the word, and the word was God. It's the same exact word. Jesus is the lamp unto our feet and the light unto our path. How could I not want to know more about Jesus? How could I not want to just consume myself with his words? I was wrestling this whole time, whether this was, like, biblically accurate or not. Like, I, I was telling Justin earlier, I'm like, so am I saying that the word of God is Jesus? Like, I don't know if I agree with that. I don't know if I have, like, the historical backing or the, like, theological backing to say that. Then literally, like, during worship practice. Sorry, uh, this is at the end, but I'm skip, skip jumping around. Um, Revelations 
This is when Jesus returns. Jesus is returning, just in case you didn't know, not as a baby, as a full-grown man. It'd be kind of weird if he was a baby and this was the image that we had. Um, <laughs> it would be kind of awesome, but definitely not. Okay. It says he was clothed in a robe, dipped in blood. Like, what a savage scene. He talks about, like, tattoos on his thighs. Like, this is, like, the most, like, it was gangster. That's exactly the phrase. He's clothed in a robe dipped in blood and by the name by which he is called the word of God. That one of the names of Jesus is the word of God. Like it's it's not just old stories. It's not just old stories, it's it's Jesus. And I I always need more of Jesus. Okay, we're going to continue on in John 1. We're in verse 6 now. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. I love that he's writing about himself. Um, If I wrote a book of the Bible, I'd probably write about myself too. Um, He came as a witness to bear witness about the light. I was going to take this part out, but that part stood out to me. He came as a witness to bear witness about the light. Man, may our lives look like just bearing the witness about the light. Sometimes we make it so much about us, we forget Jesus. I, I, I've met with somebody recently, and it, it was today. <laughs> now you know who it was, because um, I post about it on my Instagram. Dang it, keep going. And we were talking about how we've loved Jesus our whole life, but somehow we've, we continually miss him. That, like, we love Jesus, yet, like, still these things become so, like, mundane and, like, Another thing, like what I prayed at the beginning of this, like, man, if you guys are coming to Rev and it feels the same way, like you schedule, you have basketball practice scheduled or you have piano lessons or whatever, only God knows what your parents have signed you up for. If Rev feels that same way, man, are we all missing it. If this is another thing on your calendar, like you're missing it. If this becomes another night of the week for me, I'm missing it. If you were here last week, guys, I felt the Holy Spirit before. That wasn't him. (laughs) What we experienced was the presence of King Jesus. What we experienced is the presence of King Jesus. And if that is not the intention every single time I open my Bible, if my intention is that I feel better or that somehow it gives me direction, You'll miss the man. And if you miss the man, what's there to meditate on? What's there to fill yourself up on? How many times have you read the Bible and you're like, I don't remember an ounce of that? All of us, a lot, right? Now there are times. But also, I think there's a real deep invitation that every single time you open your Bible, Jesus, I want to see you. Jesus, I want to see you. I don't care if I'm in, you know, an obscure book of the Bible. Me and Justin were talking last night. I shouldn't say this, but here I go. Um, I can't say that. Even though it's in the Bible? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> the Bible is graphic. Absolutely graphic. And some of the terminology is completely like some terminology that we would use today. And it's like very prevalent in the Old Testament. You'll have to find it yourself. Okay, I'm not going to go there. We put this on YouTube. 
Okay. If it wasn't on YouTube, I probably would say it. That's the problem. And now I said that on YouTube. Okay. <laughs> it's graphic. It's wild. It's like, what did I just read? Like, good, good Lord. What? But even in that, I want to see you, Jesus. I want to know you, Jesus. I, I want to see a new side of you, Jesus. And when we see Jesus, we can rightly see who God is. And I could go in the direction when we rightly see God, we can see ourselves, And that's good and fine. But can we leave that out for a little bit? Like, it's really important. I want you guys to find your call. I want you to, like, I know where I'm going to college. Like, I want that for you. I do. I really do. Like, I know I'm going to be this when I grow up. I want that for you. But, man, can we just let it die for a moment and just get lost, lost with Jesus? It'll all come. It'll all make sense someday. But no matter what, every season of your life, the only thing that goes with you into the next season, it's Jesus. No matter how old you get, even when you get as old as like 30, wow, <laughs> Turabia, <laughs> you'll have Jesus. You'll have Jesus. And whatever history you build with God in this season, it gets to go to the next with you. And you'll You'll graduate out of this place. You'll have your plans. You'll have your family. You'll have all the things. But if you don't have Jesus, guys, I'm going to say it every single week. It's all worthless. It's all worthless. Man, I love Jesus and I didn't have Jesus. <laughs> That's where I'm at right now. I loved somebody that I barely knew, even though I've given my whole life to him. He always wants to come and be more to you. He always wants to be more real to you. And if you feel like you've hit a limit of what you know him to be, if you feel like content with where you're at with the Lord, let him blow that box out of the water. Say, this is the relationship I have with you. I love you. I think you're real. I can get down with this whole thing. You're here at youth group. Like, to some extent, you guys have already made that decision. Let him blow it out of the water. Until he becomes the very breath that you breathe, until he becomes, I can't wake up without him. Until he becomes, like, I don't want to do a single thing without you, Jesus. Let him continually wreck you. It just gets better. It just gets better. We'll read one, one more verse and we'll go back to worship. Go back to worship, I guess. We've already been worshiping. I should finish this verse because it is really good. <laughs> John 1, 14. <clears throat> no, John 1, 9. The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made through him. Yet the world did not know him. This is what I'm talking about. Jesus walked on the physical, like, people missed it. Like, people missed it. He came to his own, and his own people did not receive him. But all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Who we were born not of blood, of the will of the flesh, nor the will of man, but of God. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us. Guys, this is the Emmanuel, Christ with us. That's not just a Christmas thing. Like Emmanuel, Christ with us, that should be like uh, a huge part of our heart. Emmanuel, God with us. He's with us. The word became flesh and dwelled among us. Oof. 
and we have seen his glory. Glory as of only the only son of the father, full of grace and truth. Kind of explains like John bore witness about him because he was before him anyway. We'll continue on in 16. For from his fullness, we have all received grace upon grace. For the law was given through Moses and grace and truth came through Jesus. Guys, like even the law that was given to Moses, literally in like the Greek Septuagint, how you say it? Thank you. I checked a couple times with Justin. The, the Ten Commandments is called the Ten Words. It's still Jesus. <laughs> we out here trying to throw away parts of Jesus. <laughs> I gone with the law. He fulfilled it. But it's still Jesus. No one has ever seen God only, the only God who is the Father's side. He has made him known. The word became flesh and it dwelt among us. The same word is the same word that lights our path. The same word that came and descended down, dwelt among us is the same word that lights our path. I can't get into all of Joshua's story, but Joshua is a really, I would encourage you to read the book of Joshua. Uh, If you're an athlete, I know this is random, but uh, I like really studied the book of Joshua as like a, college athlete. I don't know. Maybe you could take it. You can run with it. If you're not an athlete, you can still read it. It still applies. For whatever reason, it was just like a good, like, hoorah moment. It's like a younger general takes over for like an older one. Anyway, you can read it. Whatever. (laughs) Anyway, it talks about, uh, like, to be strong and courageous, right? That's like, we kind of all know that. Be strong and of good courage. Uh, Verse 7, only be strong and very courageous, uh, being careful to do according According to all the law that Moses, is, my servant, has commanded you. Again, still Jesus. <laughs> Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left, that you would have good success wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you should meditate on it day and night. And be careful to do nothing, uh, or to, to do according to, oh, sorry, 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 sorry. That would be a horrible accident to read, do nothing that it says. That would have been tragic. Okay, be careful to do according to all that it is written. For then it will make you prosperous and have good success. Meditate on the word day and night. Psalms 1, 1 through 3. Blessed is the man who walks in the counsel, who does not. Gosh, (laughs) blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked. Let's be very clear. Nor stands in the ways of way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. And on his law, he meditates day and night. He is like a tree planted by the streams of water that yields fruit in its season, and the leaves do not wither. And all he does prospers. There is a promise on the backside of meditating on the word of God. They're really good promises. They're like, set your life up right, like, live a better day, prosper, like all good things. And I wanted, to, I wanted to say that because it is true. But I encourage you in your reading this week, instead of thinking about how much better I feel because I read the Bible, I want you to get lost with Jesus and how much better he is. And if you read something and you're like, I don't see you, Jesus, 
ask the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, one of his jobs is the revealer of Jesus. It's kind of crazy. Like, G, like the Holy Spirit reveals Jesus and Jesus reveals the Father. It's this like really, really exciting path. Let's pray and we're going to have the worship team come up. <clears throat> Jesus. We love you. Let us not take lightly your word. Let us not take lightly who you are. Jesus, we thank you that you're real. We thank you that you're present. Jesus, let us see you more. Let us get lost in your eyes. Let everything else in comparison to you, Jesus, fall to the ground. Whatever's competing for your spot, Jesus, we lay it at your feet. We love you, Jesus. We look to you now, Jesus. We worship you. We thank you that you are the word of God. We honor you tonight. We love and we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen.